Hey everybody, it's your DM, Seth, here with special guest, Adam. Say hi, Adam. Hi, how's it going? So, we thought to, you know, to build some hype and to give more, like, flesh out understanding of why the characters are where they are at the beginning of the campaign, we thought we'd do just little one-on-one one-shots with each of the characters, just to explain how they got to where they're going to end up. So, the first one we're going to do is with little old Normandy over here. So, very briefly, in case you didn't hear the the player intro, uh, explain Normandy, just his class, and, you know, what he's all about very briefly. Sure. So, uh, Normandy is actually Norman D, uh, and he's a tiefling. He's got, like, tan skin. Uh, he's covered in tattoos, which kind of allude to a mysterious past, which I'm sure will be... Uh, will come to light as we go. Um, he's a bard, and he loves to perform, but he also has a bit of a political mind. Um, and he knows a little bit about the ways of the monk. And that's all we'll say for now. But he's a bard. He's level two. Level two, and we're going to get into this. So, whew, I'm nervous. This is the first time. We're diving in, man. I hope you listeners like this. This is it. The world of Ohm. We're diving in. First time. So... Here we are in the world of Ohm. Currently, Normandy is actually asleep. So, Adam, what is Normandy dreaming about? Or what would he be dreaming about right now? He is probably dreaming of uh, big uh, stony cliffs with small outcroppings of grass, small huts. Um, But as the dream goes on, he probably gets a sense of dread. And there's probably a little bit of fire that's catching on these cliffs. And he definitely hears uh, two voices calling his name, uh, but not in a friendly way. Like, they're looking for him with menace. Sure. Okay. Uh, and... Wait, did I, did I totally just, like, steamroll that? Were you supposed to, like, take it in a direction? No, no. It's, it's your dream. <laughs> you get to decide. So you're dreaming about this landscape, which is now on fire, and you feel this menacing, ominous presence searching for you. But over and above all the roaring fire noises... You start to hear waves, and you start to hear water, rushing water. And then over in the distance in your dream, over the mountains that you described, you see this giant tsunami coming, and and it just slams into you. And as soon as it does in your dream, you wake up because you actually just got covered in water because you are in a little rowboat in the middle of the ocean, and a nearby trading ship just came up, and the waves splashed you. You Whoa! Yeah, so you're, you're soaking wet, and you see next to you this giant trading ship. And you hear a, a voice from above as one of the crewmates on this ship looks over the edge and says, Oi, what are you doing? You're going to get killed. I, I barely noticed you there. You're such a tiny boat. What are you doing out here? Wake up. You can't be sleeping on the ocean. Helen well met, fellow sailor. As, uh, as you can see, I kind of fell into a bit of a bad spot, and... Uh... You know what? We would be able to talk much easier if you just let me up there. How about that? You know, I could... I'm I'm a great entertainer. How about you let me up and I will make it worth my while, I promise. What the hell are you talking Boys, I think we got a loony over here. We got a crazy man. He says he can do tricks. I, I, I'm not going to let you on my boat, okay? Because we got to go somewhere. If you want to go somewhere, head over there. And he points into the distance and you see this floating landmass. It's, it's this floating, just, platform. It's like this giant raft, and you see all these huts on it. It actually looks like a floating city in the middle of the ocean. So, welcome, Normandy. You have arrived at Sanguine, the heart of Ohm. The beating heart of Ohm, really. Have I been here before? Never. Okay, do I know anything about uh, Sanguine? No. All right, cool. No need to roll. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, you you wouldn't know. Actually, you can roll. You can Whoa, roll like history. Look at this amazing place. This place, I have no recollection of this place. It looks really fascinating, though. Can't wait to learn more about it. Yes, <laughs> very literal. Uh, as you see, also next to you, this trading ship next to you is not the only one. There's a lot of trading ships moving towards Sanguine. Some are leaving. Some are coming. Uh, but they're all basically heading or coming from this floating city. So do you want to row towards it, I assume? In your little rowboat? Yes, and yeah, I'm going to start rowing, looking amazing as I do, and just kind of to myself, I'm going to say, I made it to land. Yeah, so as you're rowing, 
you kind of feel exhausted. It's, it's a little harder than you remember. And it's because you've been at sea for a while. So you left your Calm Cloud Island monastery, right? To, to go off to sea and seek adventure and stuff. Um, yes, exactly. So uh, you've been at sea for actually about a week. So you are incredibly malnourished. You tried to ration it out, but you're still like, it's, it's something. I would kill for a nice shawarma poutine or like uh an iced tea even hope they got something good over a there nice cold brisk so uh oh yeah <laughs> so you, you make your way over there and you row and you find a little spot amidst all these giant boats to dock so you dock you head off uh onto the pier and you see it, it feels like it's just planks and the ground kind of moves with the waves a little bit because it is kind of it is just like a floating raft city Ooh, cool immediately around you Let's do a perception check. Your first roll. Okay, here we go. Documented in the podcast age. 16 plus... Let me just check my stats here. So I would do... What kind of check is this? Perception or investigation? Perception. Uh, Plus three. 19. And you can add your uh, proficiency to that as well. Uh, 21. So you can see time itself. You can see everything. Yes, I can see the way that the ocean is moving the city. So around you, because you rolled so well, you kind of get an immediate sense of what Sanguine's all about. You see large crowds of people, lots of little stands, little little uh, just pop-up uh, tents where there are merchants selling things. Everyone is kind of trading and haggling. Uh, Also around you on the big trading ships, you see they're unloading and loading new stuff onto their ships. Uh, You kind of guess that Sanguine is obviously uh, an incredibly popular trading hub. So, yeah, that's what what you can gleam about Sanguine uh, immediately. So... You're in basically in the middle of Merchant City. So where where what do you want to do? Uh, okay. Well, the first thing I just uh, I searched my belt and my waistcoat. Did I remember my weapons? Uh, you check. Uh, and yes, you do. You do have your weapons okay. and stuff. And I open like my traveling bag, I guess. And do I have my uh, accordion? You look inside your bag, and you see an unharmed, beautiful. Golden crested accordion. Yes, Normandy is in business. I start walking towards um, kind of that. Well, first I do a look around. Um, are there a lot of like king's guard or city guard around? Uh, you don't notice any guards. Uh, in terms of people, you just see lots of merchants, lots of kind of like commoner clothes. A few, a few people are dressed somewhat nobleish, like more well off than others. Uh, in, but no no guards. And in terms of races, it's a very diverse setting. Like, there's not just humans or anything. Okay, well, in that case, I go towards um, kind of a relatively busy intersection. Because I know I have no money. So mm-hmm. I want to make some money as fast as possible so I can at least uh, spend the night indoors. So I open up my flute and I... I find a pitch. L is for the way you look at me. And I start playing. <laughs> you start singing your heart out. Okay, uh, make a performance check. Oh, boy. Okay. So, okay, here we go. 17 plus 3. Modify 20. Plus 1 as well with your jack of all trades. So you get 21. 21 is your number today. Okay, so you, your first performance is insane it is an incredibly good performance uh and yeah, what well, i'm pretty impressed i'm seeing so well after not having drunk water for like three or four days <laughs> yeah yeah seriously it's like you're doing this on on no like food or water or anything but you're still crushing it this is your this is your gig people around you at first they're like what is this guy doing why is he gonna play his accordion here um, and then i kind of like kick open my accordion case mm-hmm. and i say Throw in a coin if you like what you hear, and I keep playing. <laughs> okay, so uh, since you, since you roll so high, yeah, people are into it, and and you get about well, people are just kind of like walking by, tossing coins in. Some people are staying around longer and like clapping along and and really enjoying your music. Um, but yeah, you get about twenty gold, which is pretty what? good. Boom! Um, yes, I, I should mention to listeners. Uh, for the sake of this campaign, we're not going to be doing the copper, silver, gold, platinum system. We're just going to be doing gold for sake of simplicity. 
So if you think twenty, I know twenty gold is normally a lot, but for this, it's it's not too much. So, so twenty DM, gold. How yeah. uh, how much is uh, how far does a gold piece get me? Is it like one gold piece for a meal or what? For a half decent meal, it would be it would be uh, about four to five gold. Okay, cool. So you have enough for at least like four meals now. Hey, not um, bad. So yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, considering you're around a lot of stingy merchants who are not going to just throw their coin at anything. Yeah, so you're playing and and you're singing your heart out and you get some gold. Uh, and then this one, you see, well, you see one audience member is a little more into it than the rest. So do you finish up playing or do you continue? Um, I. I I don't want to wear out my welcome, so I kind of end it right after the bridge, and I say, thank you very much, I'll be staying uh, or here for a few days, be sure to listen for the accordion on the on the wind. You, you hear everybody, there's some like, woos, and like some claps, uh, and people people enjoyed your performance, so uh, yeah, they, they start to disperse, but one guy stays, uh, and as you're kind of like putting your accordion back in your case... This this lizard folk person, so basically a lizard man, like like uh, I guess Argonian from Skyrim, if if you can think like that. Uh, cool, so cool. this lizard folk walks up, and he has gray scales that are shimmering in the sunlight. He approaches you with a kind of confident swagger. He just comes up and he says, "I've seen a lot of teethlings in my day, but I've never seen someone like you." Here's another coin, and he gives you two gold coins. I, I take them and I say, nor will you ever see one quite like me. Thank you very much. And I put them in my pocket and I put them in my hand and I say, I'm Normandy. Pleasure to meet you. Normandy. Interesting name. My name is Crit. And he puts out his lizard hand uh, to shake yours. I shake it and I say, ooh, I would have guessed your name was Lazalfos. A little racist, but uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, he's, he he laughs though when you say that, and uh, and he goes on. He's like, "You seem like you are not doing too well. You don't look like you've eaten in quite some time." Uh, I guess the cheery smile doesn't hide at all, does it? No, I've uh, I actually got washed ashore just a few days ago. But how about instead of spending that gold you just made? How about you come with me? I'll treat you to a meal. And we can talk. Get to know each other a bit more. Do you know what? I, do I trust this guy? Uh, you can make an insight check to see if he's being kind of like honest or suspicious or anything. I am insighting now out of this guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, man. Okay. And this is going to be... Sorry. Forgive me for this. This is going to be perception again? Uh, no. This, this is going to be insight. Okay. Cool. Okay, sorry, that, that got knocked. Uh, 13 plus 3, 16. And then you plus the 1, so 17. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah, 17. So, very good roll. Uh, from what you can tell from this guy, he means well. He actually does just want to give you a good meal and kind of, like, talk. Okay, I say, uh, sounds good. Uh, you lead the way, friend. All right. Uh, follow me. And uh, he takes you kind of weaving your way through the busy, busy, like, streets, I guess, of, of, of Sanguine. Uh, eventually, you get to kind of an opening, though. Like, the crowd disperses, and, and there's this opening, just giant courtyard in the center of the entire, like, floating raft city. Uh, in the middle, you see this quite large stone gazebo, like, with pillars shooting out. And you can see uh, in the middle, there is a circular pool of water with a platform in the middle of that water just floating on top. Mm. He says, here, we'll, we'll, we'll stay here for a while. And uh, he leads you up to this gazebo, and you see there are four tritons uh, standing in the gazebo. Uh, tritons are kind of like mermen, I guess? Think Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> kind of like that, but they have like blue skin and like gills on their face and these pointy kind of fish ears. Have I seen these, uh, tri- have I seen triton before? So, uh, for Tritons, you have, uh, well, actually, you know, roll a history, or history check. See if we, if we, if you have seen one before. Uh, okay, let's see. Wow, this dice is amazing. 19 plus 2. 
You're kidding Boom. me. You're kidding what the heck, me. 20. It's always 21. I'm um, waiting for the other foot to fall. This yeah, I know. This is going to stop sometime. When we do the actual real campaign, uh, you're oh, going to be rolling guess. once. It's, you're using all your luck up now. Triton, if I recall, I know a lot about these people. Hmm, let me think. Hmm. In terms of Triton, you do recall way back, you remember seeing a few child Triton. Not, not adults, just you remember encountering a few child triton running around way deep in your past so you so you're not alarmed by these people and you know they're kind of like aquatic beings they can breathe underwater they are like mermen so you know that much about them and yes you've seen one before so he brings you up to the pool uh and crit looks at the four triton and he says take us down to level one please uh and they nod crit gets on the floating platform in the middle of the pool and he beckons you to come and stand on it as well Okay, I, I follow. Okay. With a smile. With a smile. Bonus points. Uh, so the four Triton in the corner, they are holding these tridents as well. And they kind of look armored like they're the guards of this city, at least. They all point their tridents at the pool. And the water beneath the platform starts to go down. And you start submerging. Or, or the platform of your arm starts going down and down and down. Kind of like an elevator. Um, you're not going underwater, but you're going down. And the water's bringing you down. Weird. Okay. At cool. first, it's dark, and you just see stone around you. It's like a circular stone because of the pool you were in. Uh, and the further you go down, the darker it gets. And all of a sudden, bright blue light show, uh, shines up, and you can see underwater. You are currently in this funnel going underneath the water. Uh, Whoa, sick. It, so, like, you reach out, and you touch the wall, and it's water. Like, like it's the <gasps> sea. Uh, you can see all this various uh, aquatic life, fishes going around. Uh, you look down, you can't see the bottom of the ocean, uh, but you do see lots of just like sea life. And you can look up and you can see the bottom of, of Sanguine. I take my hand back out of the water and I taste it to see if it's salty. I'm, I'm just trying to see if it's an illusion or not. Yeah. So you bring your hand back and you, and you taste the water and it's salt water. It's the sea uh, it's the water that you've been drinking kind of a little bit uh, during your week of travel here um this is amazing but yes it is the real sea um as you descend deeper in this funnel so you can breathe as well like like you're you're in a pocket of air and when you look up when you look up you can see that like the water hasn't collapsed above you and you're not in just this bubble uh it is just like the sea is like parting for you as you descend even deeper you start to notice actually uh, what you're assuming is level one, you see this glass ring with all these kind of like pods coming off of it, these rooms, but it looks like uh, just like an underwater kind of village a little bit. Hmm. Uh, you can see in the in the ring, uh, this glass ring that you're descending into, uh, you can see lo- lots of people just kind of walking to and fro. Uh, so it seems like this is kind of just another part of Sanguine. Wow. Cool. So as you descend even more, you get into a similar room to the gazebo you just were in, except this one has glass all around the outside, uh, so you can still see. But as you enter into the gazebo, uh, there is another pool with four triton, and you can see they're c- conducting the water as well with their tridents. And then the pool kind of uh, levels off, and you're allowed to step off. So crit steps off, and you step off as well, and the tritons uh, stop pointing their tridents at the pool, and a funnel of water shoots back up to the top. So you can see just this, like, floating just pillar of water in front of you now. Wow, that's amazing. Sick. Yeah, you've never seen something like this before, I'm sure. Is this your first time at Sanguine, by the way? Yes, this is, uh, believe it or not, this is my first time away from home. This is absolutely unbelievable. He basically uh, takes you out into basically this gl- underwater glass kind of submarine city so as you walk you can see still outside the aquatic life and everything uh and there's all these like pods as i mentioned coming off of the inner ring uh circle so the inner ring is kind of just a circular path encased in glass so all these pods they have numbers on them uh and you get to one called number eight uh and he says this will be where we're eating let's go inside uh so he puts his hand on the door uh, and opens it, and you see it's kind of like 
a luxury resort kind of room. Uh, you see chairs, uh, you see like nice dining sets, you see a bed in the corner. It looks like a hotel room, but a very like upper class one. In here though, it's not really, it's not glass surrounding it. So you can't see the outside world anymore. You can't see the sea. Uh, so it's more private. Um, he closes the door behind you and he says, let's take a seat. And he uh, just sits down at the dining table and shoves his hand saying that you should as well. I sit. So as you sit, uh, he just basically asks, uh, so what would you like to eat? Uh, order anything you would like. Is there a menu? Uh, there can be. Uh, let, me, let me ask for one. And he closes his eyes uh, and he thinks for a minute. Uh, and then all of a sudden you hear a knock on the door and Crit says, you may enter. And through Come the door on. comes the a female triton. Uh, and she brings you a piece of paper uh, to each of you. Uh, containing the menu and she just stands there waiting for your orders lots of it is seafood uh and then there are some like you know steak meal uh, steak meals bugbear steak meals and uh and various other cuisines uh but it's all quite quite uh it's like noble tier of eating though hmm all right um well first i i take the menu and mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of looking at it. I kind of look, I glance up at Crit and I say, impressive trick. There's more to you than meets the eye. And I kind of look back up at the waitress and I say, I'll have whatever he's having. And I give the menu back. He says, well, I think there's more to you as well, Normandy. And uh, he says to the, he looks at the waiter and then hands the menu as well and says, I will just have the bugbear steak, please. With a small salad on the side. Can I get water? I'm I haven't drunk in water like fresh water in like almost a week. I would love like a big tank. Make it two tankards of fresh water, please. I would that would be great. Crit says, "Well, you heard him. Two tankards of water for the man, and just one cup of ale for me." Uh, she nods and, and heads through the door and uh, back out to the to the underwater um, city here. So. He says, he looks at you now, he puts his arms on the table and he says, so let's talk. Why are you here, Normandy? You said you've never been here. What's the purpose of your journey? Uh, and I trust him, right? Yep. Or I mean, I, he, he doesn't really have any secret. Okay. Um, I say, well, to tell you the truth, I am following in the path of many before me and I'm on my way to find the great treasure. The next great treasure, I should say. Did you just... Are you joking? You really want to go searching for one of those? Do you think it's beyond me? No, I'm just surprised. Well, actually, I'm not really surprised. A lot of people do want those. Do you really think you can find one? Well, we'll see, won't we? Uh, The thing that may surprise you is why I want that great treasure. Enlighten me. It's not just for wealth, for myself. But I believe it is I believe it is in me to influence this world to be a much better place. You see Crit's face. Yeah, he was kind of just like, you know, curious and just kind of a blank face, but as soon as you say that, a big grin goes across his lizard folk face, and you see all these sharp teeth. Uh, and he just says, Now that is truly something incredible. I like you, Normandy. And I think You'll do it someday. I think you'll find one. And as soon as he says that, uh, the Triton uh, lady comes back with your meals. Um, and uh, Crit says, enough talk. Uh, eat up. I can, see, I can see you are literally slobbering at your mouth for this meal. And uh, you guys eat. And you scarf down the food like there's no tomorrow, I assume. And, and chug the two large tankards of, of water. Uh, and you can see Crits just kind of taking his time and just enjoys seeing that you're getting fed at least. As soon as your, your meals are done, uh, he, the, the Triton lady comes back to, to return and, and gather the plates and everything. Crit again goes back and says, So, you want to find the grand treasure? So I assume your next step is to head from here to Orum. Am I correct? Yes, exactly. I, uh, the only thing I know for certain is that I can learn more uh, in the city of Orem, where the last great treasure was found. 
very wise. There's also the Greeters Guild there, where I'm sure you're trying, you're going to want to at least join up with those treasure hunters. I look at him for a moment, and I, I say, is that the path you would take? If I was trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, I think it is a perfectly logical next step. And then uh, he gets up from the table, and uh, he just kind of walks, pacing around the room, and he looks like he's thinking, um, and he stays silent for a second. While he's thinking, I put a gold coin on the table as a tip. <laughs> he, he sees that, and he says, It's very kind of you to tip. I said I was going to take care of it, but I'll allow you to tip for yourself. He just keeps thinking and pacing, and then uh, he looks at you, and he says, All right. Normandy, I think you could shake this world. I'm going to help you. And then as soon as he says that, you hear this aggressive banging on the door to the room. Uh, and Crit's eyes go wide. And he looks at you and he says, Normandy, get under the bed now. Uh, I, I stand up and I kind of put my hand on my rapier and I say, why, what's going on? Okay, real quick, we're going to take a quick break. Oh, no! Oh, man! No! Dude! Hey, guys, Adam here. I have a couple announcements for you. First off, we really, really hope that you're enjoying this prelude episode. Um, this is one of three prelude episodes we have uh, designed. Well, we made them so that you guys could uh, have something to listen to while we get ready to launch our brand new campaign September 4th. Um, in the new campaign, Seth is going to be our DM, which I'm really looking forward to. And the rest of us are going to be playing with these new characters that are going to be in these prelude episodes, including Normandy, which is in this episode. So that's why we really, really hope you're enjoying it. A couple other uh, things... Sorry for the background noise, guys. A couple other announcements for you guys is that while you're listening to us on whatever device you're listening to us on now, you can actually listen to us on anywhere that you would find a podcast. So that's including Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and a whole bunch of other ones. Those are the big ones, though. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Cheaper Dungeon. And uh, next week, which is, I believe, next Tuesday, April 21st, is when... Connor's character, Darian Branch, his prelude episode is coming out then, August 21st. And then Jake's character is coming out the next Tuesday after that, so that we're going to be releasing all of our prelude character episodes uh, so that we can get them out before September 4th. Last but not least is the best advertising that exists is word of mouth. If you guys enjoy Cheaper by the Dungeon and want to keep hearing more of it, please consider telling a friend or family member about it or posting about it online so that we can make the world a better place with our campaign. Anyways, thank you guys so much. Enough of me talking. On with the podcast. I stand up and I put my hand on the hilt of my rapier and I say, why, what's going on? This is not a place for you to stumble. This should not be a road roadblock on your quest. If you want to head to Orem, get under the bed, now. I say, I can do one better. And I use Disguise Self. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, so, Disguise Self. An illusory spell, of course. Um, so, what, what self do you want to disguise as? I want to make myself look just like uh, the serving woman that was there a moment before. Smart. <laughs> Very smart. Okay, so as you cast this, a magical glow emits from your body as your face and your tiefling horns start to dissolve away and you start to transform Sailor Moon style into a, into a female triton, uh, basically server. Uh, and, and she's, uh, and you're there standing as her. So, and I start to clear the table. Crit looks at you and he's like, very clever, but also insane. And then, and then he's like, just keep up that form. Whatever you do, Normandy, just play along. And I say, I say, certainly. <laughs> and, and since disguise self does not disguise your voice. Uh, so yeah. when, when you do that voice, Kurt just looks at you and he's like, oh boy. Like, like he just puts his hand on his head, like face palms. He's like, oh man. And, I just uh, kind of struggle. I say, I have a cold. I have a cold. I'm a hag woman. He's like, I guess. And Crit goes to the door. 
and he answers it. And this gang of four burly humans stumble into the room wearing full like padded leather, like black black shirts and black pants, but full padded padded leather armor. And a few of them have spears, two of them have spears, and one has a scimitar, uh, and another, the the largest one that seems to be leading the pack, uh, with an eye patch over his eye and a scruffy beard. Uh, he's holding a, a, a hammer, a war hammer in his right hand. And he looks at Crit, and he's like, Crit, good to see you, friend. I heard you've been busy today. Oh, oh I didn't realize... Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, uh, and he looks at you. I'm cleaning up, pretending to look very flustered, and I kind of like, I bend over lower to pick up something, and I'm kind of like using my arms to push up my cleavage a little bit. And I'm going like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I, I'm so clumsy. And I pick up everything, and I'm, and I'm kind of holding everything up. And then I'm walking, and I say, I'll just excuse myself. Crit, Crit looks at uh, you as you're leaving, and, and he says, Oh yes, sorry. Uh, thank you, thank you for serving me today. Uh, no problem. And I'm making my way towards the door, and I say, "By the way, I heard that it's supposed to be there's supposed to be a bad storm tonight." Um, <laughs> and uh, the the burly man uh, leading this group of four looks at you and is like, "A storm? Who cares about a storm? We're under the sea." And I say. It's about time you do. And I do Thunder Wave. <sighs> Alright. Okay. Uh, you do Thunder Wave. Do I need to roll for that? I'm not sure. Yes, uh, yes you do. You get to roll. So, the Thunder oh, Wave. Man. So, Thunder Wave is basically uh, a 15-foot cube wave of thunderous energy to attack multiple targets at once. So, please roll to... Let me double check. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I need to roll. I need to roll constitution saves for each of these guys. Okay. okay. So let me roll for each of these guys. And if they fail, they get the full damage. And if they save, they only take half damage. So here we go. I tried to position myself so that I can get all of them at once. You'll hit all of them and crit. So here Damn we go. It. I tried to move in between them. Shoot. Okay, wow. Um, so... Of the four people, so there's the one with the scimitar, two with the spears, the one leader, Burly Man, Crit, also gets hit by this attack. Damn it. So um, the only person who saves is one of the spear guys. Wow. The, re- the rest the rest fails, so you did very good. So please roll 2d8 damage. Okay. Okay. Fourteen. That was an eight and a six. Okay, so uh, everyone except the one spear guy takes 14 damage, and he takes uh, 7 damage. As you cast this spell, the disguised self wears off, uh, Okay, uh, and you, they can see who you are. You did this wave, and you feel pretty confident about it, and I guess you're probably a little worried for Crit because you hit him as well, but you didn't mean to. You look at the condition of everyone around, and the three little guys look pretty bad they're holding their heads because of the thunderous boom that your attack made uh and you can see some blood trickling out of their ears but crit and the leader of this group turn and look at you crit's face is just his jaws on the floor because he can't believe what you just did and the burly man just looks at you like what the heck like like and they both look unscathed though it looks like they didn't take any damage really but the three little minions look pretty bad crit looks at you uh and he says Normandy, you better run. And the burly man says, Just who I was looking for. Oh, no. What do you, look? What do, you do? Okay, yeah. I use prestidigitation. I make um, three small little sparks kind of shoot up from my hands as I flex them, kind of looking like I'm getting ready. Mm-hmm. And I say, If you knew who I was, you wouldn't talk to me that way. You're going to let us walk out of here right now. <laughs> The the um, big burly man saunters over to you, and you can see now his size is quite intimidating. He's about seven foot feet tall. Seven feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) He holds his hammer, uh, and he says, "Well, I guess I'll be able to find out more about you very soon." And he swings his hammer up, and it's just about to hit you, and it's coming down, swinging with the force, and you 
in this split second moment, you feel like you're going to die. You are certain this attack will kill you. Oh no. <laughs> because because you can just tell that power ranking wise, you are so clearly unmatched. Man, I didn't realize. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. <laughs> you're going to die before the campaign even starts. No. Crit yells, "No!" And you see Crit's hands start to glow and between you so you're kind of outside the room, more in the hallway now a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of in the doorway, the four of them, with the, the burly man closest to you now because he moved towards you. And Crit's still in the room, the, okay. the, the hotel room. Crit's hands glow, uh, blue energy, and the glass, because you're kind of standing on glass uh, in, in the hallway, uh, but there's like a carpet so you can tell where your actually feet are. But the glass beneath you starts to break. <gasps> And a water wall shoots up oh, no! uh, between you and, and the burly man. Uh, and the hammer clashes against it. And you can see the wave like deafens the blow. But it smashes through the water wa- wall and, and still manages to hit you, but with much less force. Oh, no. So you take, you take one second. Oh, no. Do I even get to... Does my like AC even matter in this moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling to attack oh, right now. Oh, oh, sorry. So what is your AC again? 13. So low. Yeah, he definitely hit you. No! So damage-wise, you took 5 damage. So the water wall severely slowed this attack, but even just like the nudge of it still hurts 5 damage to you. Boom! Um, and you go kind of... Uh, you, you like slide back a bit because of the force of the attack, but... Obviously, it was a very survivable blow, thanks to Crit. Crit just yells. You can hear him through the room. He's just like, Normandy, run, please! I'll hold them! And I uh, I say, I'm sorry. And I turn and run. Okay, so you run down the hall. And there's other people in the hallway, right? Like, And other people down here, just like civilians. And they see you running, and they heard the commotion. And they're all like kind of scared some are like hiding in the rooms peeking out into the hallway as you're running down so you can see all these faces you also uh see two triton guards uh from the center gazebo uh come to you and say what is happening what is going on and uh as soon as they say that though and before you can even explain uh a spear stabs into one of the two tritons necks whoa what the heck? <laughs> killing killing them uh, as they whoa. fall to the floor um and you look to your left, and you see three little goons, basically. Uh, and they're still, like, holding one of their ears. Uh, and there's you can see blood has trickled down onto their chest now from their ears. Uh, and you can see one of the spearmen uh, has thrown their spear. And, and, and the one with the scimitar yells, Get back here! I'm gonna get you! Don't run! Did I say that right, guys? Guys, is that, conv- guys, is that convincing? This is my first job! And they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Citizens arrest! And they, and they run at you. Uh, and the one triton uh, next to you is mortified that his one friend died. And his eyes are like with fury. And he's running towards them now. What do you do? I, I cast th- thaumaturgy and cause all the hallway doors to open. Hopefully blocking their path a little bit. So in the inner ring, it's like a circular hallway that goes around to all these like hotel rooms. Uh, so okay. there are no there are no doors in in the circle ring hallway where you all of you are standing, but the doors to the pods will be opened. Uh, so as you do that, just as I said, the pod doors open, and you can see it, to your left. You can specifically see a family of four, like a son, a daughter, and the mother and father co- cowering in the corner because they know stuff's going down. And they see once I see them, I say, "There's something very bad happening out here. Stay inside where it's safe." And I say, I do thaumaturgy again, and I close all the doors. What a waste of time. You didn't do it fast enough, though, because the little boy still saw the dead Triton body and is scarred for life. So congratulations. You oh, scarred a boy great. for life. I was like, hey, Normandy, <laughs> remember me. And I... Yeah. I, but the doors are closed now. Yeah, I'm out of spells. Um, man, you know, I I draw my rapier, but I keep running away. And, and you hear that, like, the Triton guard was fighting the three men back there. So... As as you run uh, and keep running and keep running, you actually end up circling back. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so because it is a circle hallway, like a glass circle hallway, you can see uh, 
just as you come around the corner, you see where Crit's room was. You can see where the water is like so- starting to like pour through into the hallway uh, from the cracked glass where the water wall was made. So it's starting to fill up a little bit. Uh, obviously, it would take a long time, but it's you can see like where you're standing right now. There's about two centimeters of water. Are Crit and Bossman still there? Uh, you can't you can't see because um, you're not close enough to the room, but. Uh, you do see the door and and to the room and the cracked glass. So what do you do? I man, I I don't know what I do. I I keep running and, and plan to run right past it and come up on the three guards behind them. <laughs> and I say and I say, how on earth do I get out of this place? So so um, you you are running to Crit's room and like past it, right? Like you're gonna run that direction. Yeah, you're running, and before you get to even see what's inside Crit's room, uh, you see around the corner the only the scimitar guy, and he's looking even more hurt. And you can see he's like holding his his right arm because you see there's some cuts and stuff, and he's doing pretty bad. Uh, and he sees you, and he's like, "Oh man, okay, uh, I'm still gonna go for it." Um, oh my gosh! Just come with us, please. I look behind me. Is there anyone chasing me? Uh, no. The, the halls are empty now. Everyone has kind of, like, hidden away in the pods. Okay, and I say, why do you want me? <laughs> and the guy, the guy says, honestly, uh, that's above my pay grade, and I don't really know. I'm just following the boss's orders. I'm so sorry. I guess I'm gonna have to do it the hard way. And he charges you, so roll initiative. No, I only have, like, three health points left. Oh, no. P.S. I only have max eight hit points, right? Uh, currently, oh, no, yes, it's eight fif- hit points. It's, no, isn't it fifteen? Uh, it was it was thirteen because you got plus five. Oh, okay, that's right. So thirteen. But you took yeah. five damage. Okay, yeah. So now I'm at eight. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm rolling. I'm rolling initiative. Yeah. Uh, ten plus dex. Uh, yes, it should be. Okay. So first up is actually going to be the little broken scimitar Ugh, uh, no. lackey. Dang it. He. One sec. Uh, so, okay, so the bandit, uh, basically, he's, he's much slower now because he's very, very hurt, but he still slowly makes his way up to you as fast as he can, and he lifts his scimitar, and he goes to stab it in your gut. Shoot. So, he's going to roll to hit. And you are the luckiest man I know, Normandy, because... Boom! Why, what'd he get? You may have just almost died. Uh, so he goes to stab... Stab and he lunges towards you, but since he's much slower because of his injuries, uh, you can see it coming from like a mile away, uh, and you quickly just move to the side as you evade his attack. Uh, he completely misses. So Normandy, it is your turn. Um, okay, well, can I use Mage Hand as a bonus action? Are Cantrips bonus actions? I can check. Uh, no, sorry, Mage Hand is one full action. Um, to to cast, you can do something with Mage Hand if you'd like, but casting it and using it is is one action. It's not a bonus. Okay, yeah. Do you know what? Forget that. I only get one action as a bard, right? Level two. Yes, currently. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then you know what? I'm just gonna say I don't have time for you, and I I'm gonna take him out. Oh, I'm gonna try. Okay, so you're gonna swing your sword, your rapier. Yeah, I'm gonna go and just try to like freaking run him through, down through like the collarbone down. Okay, uh, so roll to hit. No! No! What'd you get? Five plus dex, uh, so six. Oh, plus my proficiency, so uh, nine. Okay, so that does not do it. So um, you raise your rapier to try to like stab down into his collarbone as he's like right in front of you, and he's still recovering from his stab. But as you do that, he kind of just like flops over to the side. Uh, and like does like a barrel roll on the floor and stands up again and he says looks like we're evenly matched <laughs> i say <laughs> and i it, say only in your wildest fantasies and he's like well that fantasy is about to become reality and he charges you again uh at oh this God. time with an overhead swing uh, of his scimitar <sighs> and oh my goodness why did he get a natural 20 uh, your AC is only 13, I believe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, so he comes with an overhead swing. This is no joke. I don't fudge rolls, listeners. Uh, he, he raises his sword and he comes to swing it down again. And you clash with your rapier 
uh, to protect yourself, and you two are kind of locked swords right uh, currently. Boom. And then he backs off a bit. So now it is your turn. Okay, is he wearing anything around his neck, like a necklace or a scarf? In terms of what he's wearing, as I said, it's kind of like a black uniform with clearly padded leather armor. Um, and uh, he has the scimitar. In terms of uh, jewelry, you can see he has a ring on his pinky, uh, but no, but no uh, like necklace or anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm... I was... Uh, I say, it's my job to make witty comments, and I go to hit him again. Okay, uh, just just with your rapier. Go with it, and... Uh, oh, attack. boom! I got this guy. 18 plus 2 plus proficiency, 22. 100% you hit. <laughs> so, boom! please please roll damage. Okay, and that's a, a 1d8? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's 1d8. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, five. Okay, so... Sorry, I rolled the wrong dice. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries, no worries. Okay, six. Six damage uh, is going to do it. Uh, it is going to kill this man because, obviously, you hit him with a thunder wave and he survived barely a fight with a triton. His HP was already extremely low to begin with. Um, before he falls, so- before he falls, I grab his collar and I say, I say, um, uh, get ready to meet the Underlord. And I throw him down. Yeah, you you stab, pierced his heart. You can see blood comes out his mouth. You grab him by uh. the shirt, say all that, uh, and he falls, slumps to the ground because obviously uh, he is dead and cannot rebuttal, even though he would like to. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have won the battle. So Boom. now you are still uh, about fifteen feet away from Crit's room. Uh, so what what would you like to do? nothing left do i hear the battle going on behind me you don't hear anything all you can hear is just the water bubbling and rushing into the room uh or filling the hallway from from the crack in the glass man i i keep going and i go to run past and still look in to see if if crit's alive because mm-hmm. i because i as far as i know my best chances are are moving forward and finding an exit because i know there's three guys behind me you uh run past the room you look in and you don't see crit but you do see the dead body of the burly man in there yes he's he's dead but crit is nowhere to be found in there you would probably assume that he probably ran out to find you after you killed the guy okay i i use thaumaturgy and Mm -hmm. i raise and i raise my voice and i say lizalfos crit where are you You yell that, and about 30 seconds after you say that and you keep wandering down the halls, Crit comes running up to you. Thank goodness you're alive! I thought you perished! And you see you see in the distance the dead bodies of both Tritons and the two other lackeys. Okay, and I say, well, I don't know why you let me do all the work, and I put my rapier away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Crit smiles and he's like, you're, you're making stupid jokes even in this situation. You truly are a special man. Uh, you hear rushing water and you hear loud stomps in the distance and crit's eyes go uh wide again he's like oh no he's here like you these stomps are extremely loud like if you didn't know anybody you'd you'd think it was like an elephant entering into this glass underwater lair place and you just see crit he's obviously very scared and he looks at you and he says Normandy, I said I was going to help you. I thought I could do more, but this is what I'm going to do for now. He hands you a scroll that he has in his hand, and he says, Use it now. Think of Orem. Think of the Greeters Guild. You open the scroll, and you can see it's a teleport spell. Huh. Wow. I Okay, before I do it, before... Yeah, okay, before I, I read it or I cast it, I just say, Crit, how do I spell your name? Uh, how it sounds. K-R-I-T, obviously. I say, thank you. I commit it to memory. And I read the, the scroll. Normandy, I truly hope we can meet again someday. Good luck. And then Crit runs off towards the loud, loud noises. Wow. I read the scroll. Okay. So you read the scroll. It is a teleport spell. It, it, since you don't actually, you've never been to Orem, uh, and you've never seen it, and you know very little about it, but you know kind of where it is in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. But since you're very unfamiliar with it, the teleporting is pretty shoddy. Like, it's not going to work very well. Okay. But you think about it, um, and you cast it, and the underwater glass hallway you're in fades away. You're in a room of bright white light, and then all of a sudden, 
you pop into existence and you're actually about 30 feet off the ground <laughs> and you're you're 30 feet off the ground you just see like from where you are uh since you're at a high vantage point you just see lots of like plains and woods and trees and greenery uh it's land you fall 30 feet uh luckily uh roll an acrobatics check actually okay uh 17 i'll do it i'll do it with your cat-like reflexes you land on the ground a-okay superhero um, style superhero landing so you land uh unscathed uh relatively unharmed uh you did survive an almost fatal blow but uh you're still pretty good i use prestidigitation to clean myself off perfect so so yeah the first thing you do make sure you're presentable clean off all the blood because some blood splattered onto you from the from the scimitar fighter um so you clean off yourself and in the immediate surroundings you don't need to roll perception because it's pretty obvious but you see open area there's some trees some woods and a a plains but immediately to your right you see a large large wall a stone wall uh and the wall looks like it goes on for quite a while it's too high for you to think of climbing it honestly uh it doesn't look look very easy to climb at least um it's very tall but it does stretch on for quite a while uh in both directions wow i uh do can i tell what time of day it is uh currently it looks like about uh 5 p.m like, the, the sun's pretty high, but, like, you're in the afternoon. I wonder if I should just camp here for the night. You have about, I'd say, four hours till sundown, so. Okay, in that case, I'm going to start, I'm going to turn left and hope it's towards the front gate. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm going to start walking. Left, in this case, is also west, so lucky you. So you head west, and you walk for quite a while, nothing too interesting. You see in the distance, about uh, like a few kilometers away, you see a very thick forest. But you keep following along the wall, and eventually you start to see smoke in the air, just in the distance. Uh, and you're, and you obviously discern that's probably an encampment of some kind. Uh, but it's on your side of the wall. So as you go closer and closer, you see all these tents in in this camp village. Uh, it's an encampment in front of the actual gate to this wall. So this wall all led up to this opening this gate, uh, which is quite large, and you see lots of golden armored guards standing in front of the gate, uh, and some commoner people kind of heading in through the gate one at a time. There's like a line to enter. Uh, But for the most part, it's this large encampment, like lots of tents, uh, no actual structures. Oh my gosh. Uh, I I go, oh man, I, I go up to the door, like to the main gate, I approach the guards at the gate, I guess. Okay. And I say, I'm here for the Greeters Guild. 